I have worked with a lot of prophetic people and ministry alongside them, and I believe I can help you develop and grow in your gift. And I know the Word of God well enough to know areas I can help you. I also um, have a book called How to Develop Your Prophetic Gifting, or Develop Your Prophetic Gifting by Graham Cook, that um, I'm going to be using. And I have some other wonderful tools that will help you grow and develop your prophetic gifting. Because I want to see you grow and develop in it to where you really can be used of the Lord. Because our church needs the gift of prophecy and it needs prophetic teaching. Okay? Another area that you can serve in is altar ministry. At the end of every service, we have an opportunity for people to come up and be prayed for. And they need prophetic people that can hear the Lord and have words of knowledge, words of wisdom. We'll talk about those in a few weeks that have prophetic words for somebody and go, you know, I'm praying for you. I'm just getting this picture. God's showing me this. Because they need a word from the Lord. We need people who are channels, vessels of God that God can speak through for those people to come up here to be prayed for. How many of you know that that's important? It really is. Okay, let's look at the server. Second one. The server, and I hate the name server because it sounds so generic. It sounds more like a like an employee type word. Really, I like the word resourcer better, okay? A resourcer. Because the word diakonia means somebody that has the ability to solve a problem. These people show their care and their love by meeting a wide range of practical needs in the body of Christ. Often they're gifted with their hands, or they're gifted technologically or musically, artistically or another craftsy type way. How many of you, go to the next slide, how many of you remember MacGyver? How many of you remember MacGyver? All right, there's a few of you. I love MacGyver because with duct tape and wire, he could fix anything, right? He's on Netflix, yes. And then uh, I've been told, I haven't seen the Lego Man, the Lego movie yet, but I've heard the Lego Man kind of like a modern day MacGyver in animation, right? So he can do, he can fix anything too. And uh, go ahead to the next slide. A resource person, a server person, is somebody that has the ability, just that ability that God has put into them to do one of a huge range of things. So we're going to talk about some of them for a second here. I consider them to be the hands of the body because they are so gifted with their, not necessarily their hands, but their gift with them. Yeah, they're usually the person who doesn't think they have a spiritual gift. But if your car breaks down, they'll get it going in five seconds. Right? <laughs> so the guideline in Romans 12 is let them serve well or with excellence as unto the Lord. Why? I believe it's because the servers, probably more than anybody else, get taken advantage of by people. How many of you know the guy with the pickup truck? that everybody calls to help him move, help them move. Hey, can you come over with your truck? Or the guy that, that's the computer whiz that, that people call up on a Sunday afternoon, hey, my computer's jammed up. Would you come help me get it working? Right? Yeah. I are guilty. Yesterday, I was putting in a three-way switch in my basement, and I got to the point where now, how do I wire this thing so that when you turn the one on, the other goes off, or it goes on and, and back and forth? And um, so 
so I thought, Christ, Christ, Christ has got a gift of electricity. He's an electrician. So I texted Rice, said, any chance you're not working? Can I go to help you, Pastor? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just said, any chance you can help me, Rice? And Rice texted back and said, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And he brought his faithful uh, apprentice, Baby, and uh, they, uh, they helped me get my light switches wired up and working. So I'm so thankful. And Rice is a humble man, but he has the goods when it comes to knowing how electricity works. So the chances are, I believe, that many of you are gifted in one of these areas. Now, let's take a look at some other servers in the Bible. There's a lady named Dorcas in Acts 9, verse 39. It says that although she died they called for Peter to come pray for her. So all the widows stood by Peter weeping, showing him the tunics and the garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. Well, the cool thing is, is that Peter prayed for her, and God raised her from the dead, and so she's able to keep making those clothes that everybody loved. And uh, maybe they gave her a break. I don't know. I think she got raised from the dead. But she had a gift in area of being able to sew. How many of you know that can be an anointed gift? Then there's a guy in Exodus chapter uh, 35 named Bezalel, and uh, he has a really unique set of gifts. The Lord, as uh, we read in Exodus 35, the Lord is called by name Bezalel. He's filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and knowledge and all manner of workmanship. Okay? Think working with his hands, not just his hands. To design artistic works and to work in all manner of artistic workmanship. And he put in him, in his heart, the ability to teach in him and Aholiab, the son of Mephisamach, the tribe of Dan, who's filled him with skill to do all manner of work in, of engraving, designing, and making tapestries, blue, purple, scarlet, red, fine linen, and the weaving. And uh, so these guys are really gifted in, in this whole area. They were uh, called to, to uh, develop and build the tabernacle in the wilderness children of Israel traveling in the desert to Egypt and the promised land. But this guy's gifting was, I believe, an area of resourcing or serving because they, 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 could, they could make anything. What we call today fabricators. They can make anything out of metal. They can make anything out of cloth. They can make anything out of wood, which we call engineering skill, right? So I bet if you look around this room, I bet there's all kinds of people that have some kind of skill in this area. You have a gift from God. And I don't want to call you a server. I want to call you a resource. You're a blessing with the gift of God that he's put in you for what you can do, whether it's working on computers, whether it's playing an instrument or singing or building something. You are a gift and you have, you not only have a gift, you are a gift and God has made you that way. When I was, um, college, I met a kid who was 15 named Chris Rothard. And Chris, because he didn't have his license yet, but he had this incredible mechanical gift. He could take, he had a, a little 55 Volkswagen, and he had a field. His parents had a field behind the house. Because he couldn't drive on the road, he could take that Volkswagen and, and, and drive it around the field all day long. And every time it broke, he'd get out his pliers, screwdrivers, and wrenches, and he'd put it back together. This kid could fix any motor in a matter of moments. It's just incredible what he could do. 
he had a gift. And he, later on, he went to work for Boeing for the obvious reasons. Okay? Okay, um, there's a couple more examples. I'm going to skip over Hiram, the guy that also worked at Wood Bronze. 2 Kings 3.15, he's a musician, and when a musician played, the prophet was able to prophesy. And uh, what are the opportunities for um, a person that does resource-type people in this congregation? Johnny just mentioned one. He was up here. Hey, somebody to help us put these little doors in the window down the hallway and in our kids' area. Somebody that knows how to use saws and won't make big holes, you know, where they're not supposed to be. Somebody that has ability to use their hands. Some other opportunities would be um, we got a pole out here in the parking lot that we got put up. Needs a light at the top of it. We have the light. We have the pole. We need somebody that knows how to hang that light and wire it in. We have a worship team that's always looking for somebody, um, some more people to be involved, people that have a heart and a passion to worship the Lord but also have skills. Okay? We are looking for somebody to coordinate our church meals. We passed around a clipboard for people to sign up to be part of a team to help us with cooking meals and for the holidays and special events. But we need somebody that would be willing to oversee that. The pastor can't do everything. And right now, I've been the one doing it. We're going to be having a community table. We need some people there that like to cook, like to serve, help out in that way. There's just lots of opportunities. And that's just in the church, okay? Outside the church, there are many ways that God wants to plug you in. Use your gifting to be able to be a blessing in the name of Jesus. Okay, the third gift I want to talk about today is the gift of teaching. There it is. Way to go, Dale. A teacher is passionate about discovering and validating truth. A teacher is particularly concerned with the accuracy of information, especially church teaching. They're often gifted with research ability. I are a teacher. I would love to spend all my day in the library studying, looking things up, researching. I love to research. But I also love to share the word of the Lord with people. I love to see people come alive because of God's word entering them. So a teacher not only does the research, they also have to communicate and have a desire to communicate that. I'm sure that in this room, a number of you are teaching teacher-type persons. It's a way you are wired, like I am. I don't know what part of the body it is. Maybe it's the brain, but that sounds kind of arrogant, doesn't it? <laughs> so I don't know what part of the body you would call the teacher. Maybe the mouth, right? Okay. But a couple biblical examples. Um, in the Old Testament, a scribe named Ezra. Have you ever read the book of Ezra? It's one of the little books a lot of people never read. But there's a guy that's definitely totally into research and, and totally into teaching the Word. New Testament, the disciple named Luke, not one of the 12 disciples, but he got saved later on. He's actually from a Greek background, and he, anybody wrote the books of, anybody tell me which books Luke wrote? Luke! And Acts, yeah, we're just waiting for Luke first. He wrote Luke and Acts. Originally, Luke and Acts were together. They were connected. They got separated in our Bible at some point. You know, they came and they left. 
7 goes on to say that. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, Luke wrote this, It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto you in order, most excellent Theophilus, that you might know the certainty of those things where you, by where you had been instructed. In other words, Luke is saying, I did all the research, I did all the interviews, I put it all together, and now you can know for sure that this is true, and this is the way it happened. They believe Luke, for example, interviewed Jesus' mother Mary, and a lot of what we read in Luke chapter 1 and 2 must have been interviewed. Okay? So the guideline in Romans 12 for a teacher is that they teach with excellence and integrity. How many of you uh, remember that verse in James chapter uh, 3, verse 1, that says, Don't let many of you be teachers because you what? You incur a greater or stricter judgment. Why would a teacher have a stricter judgment than God? Basically, I think what you're saying is that if a teacher doesn't teach what is true, can he lead people astray? Oh, yeah. And so I am responsible, I'm accountable to God that what, what I teach and preach here is the truth. So that what you receive is from God and not from some weird place. How many of you know somebody that got involved in a cult? Anybody? I know lots of people that got involved in a cult. And a cult is led by some teacher who's not teaching the whole truth. There's a twist. There's some false doctrine there. So teachers are very passionate about not letting that happen. In 1 Timothy 2.5, Paul tells Timothy to handle the word of God with integrity and skill. In other words, you can get real sloppy as a teacher and just begin to throw out your opinions or throw out stuff that you're not really sure about. That's why you, I always go, Lord, help me. Be careful to speak that which you want me to say and nothing more. Nothing less. Opportunities for teachers in this in, in this congregation in our church family. Here's a where's opportunity for somebody who likes to teach. Yes, Calvary kids. And you don't have to start out as the teacher. You can go be an observer. They need some observers. You need to have two adults in every class. Yes, sir. Server gifted also works, huh? Yeah. These are people that are gifted in serving resources. They're kind of like multiple, able to do a lot of things. And um, But also teaching gifts, um, we have opportunities for you in the adult arena of teaching adult classes, particularly if you have studied the word and you've got some things in your heart to share. Also, there's opportunities outside of our congregation to teach. Annual Christian School. I don't know if they're looking for teachers right now, but they're hoping to come up. There, the Ark is always looking for skilled people that can teach in certain areas. Of course, they have to be athletic there if you're going to come down. Okay. But um, there are lots of opportunities in our teaching ministry for Christian teachers. So if you're interested in that, you can follow it up. Now what I want to do is I want to pass these out. I need Logan and Isaiah. Every adult that wants one of these assessments, we can kind of answer 35 questions and determine which is your gifting. 
which of those seven gifts up there you are, take one of these home and answer it yes with. Yep, if you're a kid, you can have one, two, and if I run out, I'll print out some more. So what I want you to do is to take that home, and you can even share one if you want. If you've got to use X's and O's or something, you better be checking one. And that's one of those little leftover questions. But as you answer the questions, it'll kind of help you decide where you're strongest. Now, most people have more than one gift that they're fairly strong in. You may find there's two or even maybe three gifts that are fairly strong. And you could, some gifts have been developed more than others because of use. So I encourage you to take this home. And then next week we're going to cover the other four gifts in our list of seven. And then we're going to pray for people for activation of your gift. If you, if you feel like, yeah, I think I know that's what I am, but I've never really identified it before, and I've never really walked in it very much, we're going to have people have an opportunity to come up and we translate on them, pray for them to be activated or activated in a greater way in that area of gifting in their life. So I encourage you to, to take that assessment, do that at home, and let me know either texting or just talk to me and let me know what you've discovered about yourself. Because one of the things I want to do is make sure that I help not just the prophetic people develop, but I want everybody to learn to be able to develop in your gifting, whatever, whichever one of those seven you are. Okay. Now, while I've been talking, I'm sure you guys have thought of a question or two. We've got just a few minutes left. I want to ask if you have a question about these spiritual gifts. everybody that the disciples needed to grow in the word to have opportunities to teach these specific gifts to them. Okay? But you can also use that gift as a tool out to whatever. Lots of areas. How many of you need computer classes? Any people teach us how not to blow our computers up. Okay? Okay, anybody else? Any other questions? Today, make the, get any insights out of today? I hope you did. I hope you guys used your handout to answer, try to fill in some of the blanks. And I'm excited because I really believe God wants to move powerfully through each one of us in this congregation and, uh, and help us find where we fit because you'll find in 10 
tremendous satisfaction walking in the gift of God that you put in you and knowing you're going to let it be blessed whether it's here or there. All right, let's close in prayer. Lord God, thank you so much for this morning, for your word. I pray that you would continue to draw us even deeper into you, that you would continue to help us to understand who we are, how you made us, why you made us the way we are, how we fit into the body of Christ. I just thank you and pray that, Lord, that you would come and be with us, bless us, help us, and that the light bulb would go on and we'd go, oh, that's why I'm that way. And that other people would get the connection and go, that's the way we are. God sees us that way. Lord, help us to learn to walk together as a diverse group of people that are wired differently, that we all need each other. Because if we were all the same, we'd all be a bunch of clones and we wouldn't need each other. God, you've made us very diverse. You've formed the body to be full of creativity. You want us to bring vintage people to one another. And that you want us to cry out to you, fill us with your spirit, and now you've made us to be the house. We just thank you for the day. We ask that you bless us.